0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lopez wants it away. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come run. Mike Piazza and the Mets lead. Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. This is one of the greatest... Gentlemen, Mets fans of all ages, here is your host, Nick Durst. Hello, Mets fans. Nick Durst here, riding and Solo here on this episode of Believe in the Mets. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I have to discuss what lies ahead in Flushing. In a surprising turn of events, Billy Epler has resigned from his position as Met's general manager. This decision has sent shockwaves throughout the baseball world, leaving fans and experts speculating about the direction of the franchise. Me, though, I wasn't surprised. Epler should never have been staying on as general manager. It didn't make any sense. If you're going to get a clean slate, as I mentioned with David Brody in last week's episode, and getting rid of Buck, to I mean, need to get rid of Billy Epler as well. And Either Stearns and him met, and then Stearns said, this is not going to work out. Or Epler was like, hmm, you know what? This doesn't make much sense. Why am I sitting here? I'm not going to be doing much here anymore, and I'm going to be reporting to somebody. Think of it this way. If your employer came to you and said, whatever your job is, we're going to hire somebody to do that job. You'll be below them. Would you be comfortable in that position? You don't know what's going to go on. Then all that the rumors came out where the speculation came out that Epler was under investigation for doing the phantom injured list. So that definitely played a factor. Who knows if there's going to be some sort of fine or suspension coming from that. But I think it's great that Billy Epler is not here, more on that momentarily. But as the Mets front office is entering a transition period here with Stearns, Leading the charge by himself. There are several intriguing possibilities on the horizon for this team, including the potential appointment of Craig Council as the next manager and who will be the general manager and free agency, which we were hoping Steve Cohen is going to spend a lot of money and get some big time talent here. But when it came to Billy Epler, like I said, many of his supporters or the media pundits, beat reporters, fans, they were shocked, especially considering. That he was able to make all these trades in 2023 deadline, which were setting up for the future, getting all these prospects. However, a string of disappointing trades previously, like getting Trevor Gott, getting Darren Ruff, dumping JD Davis for nothing in that trade. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Daniel Vogelback. And that Daniel Vogelback move right there. You saw Mike Puma the post put out the report that. Epler was telling Buck he had to bat him fifth. Buck didn't want him on the team. And there was that headbutting there, the disagreement between the two of them. And ultimately, that showed you that Epler was fully in charge and he did not want to swallow his prod and admit that his two big trade deadline trades of 2022 for Ruff and Vogelback were a failure. So instead, he said, play Vogelback instead. He should have called up Ronnie Mauricio, who maybe could have saved the season, but a lot of pressure on him, though. But the case of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, Epler, they missed the playoffs in 2023. They collapsed down the stretch in 2022 against the Braves and then the Padres. There's no series, the wildcard series rather. And the Mets, under Billy Epler, weren't able to meet the high expectations set for them by both the owner and also the fans, who were very disappointed with the outcome the last two years. So we'll see what happens there if David Stearns fills the general manager role. I don't think he necessarily needs to because he could do this job. He's going to be the decisions anyway. And we'll see what happens there. I think that's probably something for down the line a general manager. Right now, David Stearns, his top focus is going to be on hiring a manager. Craig Council is the top contender for manager with the search for a new manager underway. Former Milwaukee Brewers manager, or current—he's a free agent now—Craig Council, who led the Padres to the playoff, led the Brewers to the playoffs again this year, and they got swept. Uh, he's emerging as the strongest candidate. Council's reputation for being a player-friendly manager, who brings a fresh perspective to the dugout, his ability to maximize positive atmospheres and foster those positive atmospheres in the clubhouse to maximize player potential. And listen to the front office makes him an appealing choice for David Stearns because, again, the manager these days, it's not about doing pitching changes and who's batting where. It's all about the collaborative process and being able to work with your president of baseball operations or general manager and put the lineup together with the analytics team and put the roster together with them and listening to what they want to do. And the manager needs to manage the clubhouse, keep morale high, and deal with the media. Can can Craig Council deal with the New York media? That's to be seen. Milwaukee guy from Wisconsin lives there. Been with the Brewers for nine years. Mets are going to offer him a lot of money. And it's up to him if he wants to leave Milwaukee or not. We'll see. if he takes a year off. We should know relatively soon here, probably in October, I would think, who the Mets manager is going to be. But council success in Milwaukee, it was pretty good. All-time leading, winningest manager in the club history. And he led the Brewers to consecutive playoff appearances multiple years in a row, four to five years, I think it is. Matt made the playoffs three years in a row. So him going to the playoffs with the scrappier team, so to say, with a mixture of some vets, for friendship, mostly a lot of uh, younger guys that were brought in via trade by Stearns or through the system, really just highlights his managerial acumen. So he seems to be the top candidate. And he's an attractive option, but the Mets also do have the opportunity to consider other managers out there. They're going to cast a wide net and we'll see who gets an interview. I personally think the way to go about this has got to be going with an experienced seasons manager. And you don't replace Buck Walter with a first time manager, but if that's the way they want to go. We'll get to somebody who I think could work as a first time manager. But to me, I think we need to consider someone like Joe Madden. He's a well-respected figure in baseball. They don't work out with the Angels, but he has an impressive track record with the Tampa Bay Rays, fathering in the shift, the analytics and the lineup and stuff, work with the front office. And of course the Chicago clubs where he won the world series in 2016, breaking the curse. His experience could bring stability and leadership to the Mets dugout, particularly during those high pressure moments. He stays cool. He's a cool jail, and he'd be great for the New York media. He'd be giving out some great sound bites. Now, on the other side of this, I think if the Mets with cancel, they don't get a Madden, they don't get a cancel. There's very limited experienced managers out there that I think are going to be considered. So I think they would look to get a first time manager. I said it last week I don't want Eric Chavez managing this team. I want. If it's going to be a first-time manager or former Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, former Mets player, manager waiting before his dismissal in 2020, which was bogus. He shouldn't have got dismissed. Alex Cora, he came back right away. Hinch is managing. Come on. He should have managed. He would provide a strong understanding of the Mets organization to the players and could provide the continuity the team needs. He knows what the team's all bad. He's already working in the front office. He's going to work collaboratively. He's going to be great for the players. They'll respect him. And ultimately, the choice of a new manager will be crucial in the decision of what is going to shape this team's future. So it's going to be up to the manager here to see if they can get right the ship here and working with that collaboratively with David Stern. So a lot of options there as well. And then moving on to free agency, there's really two main guys that the Mets need to target. So in addition to adjusting the front office and managerial changes, the Mets must also consider player acquisitions that could bolster their roster. And there's two guys, both hailing from Japan, that present exciting prospects for the Mets and could turn things around quickly. First, we'll start with the pitcher, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's a promising young pitcher. And is making a name for himself in the pond professional baseball league in Japan. He won their Triple Crown three years in a row. He's the Cy Young over there, the best pitcher there is. And the Mets pitching staff agree benefit from his talents, offering another dynamic arm to complete the existing rotation, which is really just now Quintana and Senga, the only two guys you could rely on. Maybe Senga could help bring Almodo over, I hope. And that would help the rotation out drastically, that's for sure. And the other guy, the the thing to go get. We all know, it, of course, that's Shohei Ohtani, known for his exceptional two-way abilities as a pitcher and hitter. He's the hottest commodity in baseball. I don't really care that he's not going to pitch next year. They need his back. This offense was horrible last year. And you put Ohtani in there with a lot next to Alonzo, it's going to be more protection for Pete. Pete's numbers will go up higher into the 50s with the home runs, which he would have had anyway if he didn't get hurt from the Troy Morton pitch that drilled him and listen Otani's unique still sketch could transform the Mets into a legitimate World Series contender it's as simple as that that's what he's going to do the lineup might be a long shot because we keep hearing that oh well he doesn't want to come to New York blah, blah blah there's going to be a lot of money thrown at him here from the Mets and the fact that he's not going to, go to pitch this year actually might help matters and help him get to the spot that is going to be best for him, which I think is New York. Great market here for Japanese players, as you know, in the past with Shinjo, Matsui, and now Senga. Bring him in, let him hit for a year, and I think you got to offer him the most money. So let's make it happen. David Stearns. It's really simple. The Mets are at a crossroads right now, and there's significant changes in the front office. There's potential manager appointments. Uh, It's exciting. Player acquisitions looming on the horizon, as well as some highly hyped-up prospects now in the system. The Mets are aiming to build a winning culture and achieve a long-awaited postseason success. Continued success, multiple years in a row, winning rounds, getting to World Series. We need to make it happen. The decisions made in the coming months will be pivotal, and us fans can only hope that these moves propel the franchise towards a brighter future as the Mets aim to rewrite their destiny and become a force to be reckoned with. In the world of baseball, that's going to do it here for this episode of Believe in the Mets. Make sure you're following us on social media and subscribing to our videos on YouTube at Believe in the Mets, B-L-E-A-V-I-N-T-H-E-M-E-T-S. I I am on Twitter, A K X at Nick underscore Durst. I'm on Instagram at Nick's Food and Stuff. So that's going to do it here for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Back again next week with some more great Mets news. Hopefully. And until next time, everybody, let's go Mets! with a home Put it in the in the history Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.